Christmas guy. What's happening, y'all? It was awesome. It was good. How many cards did you get for Christmas, there, Scott? The cars? None. No, oh, I, got, I got arts and crafts supplies. <laughs> Thank the Lord. Oh, oh wait. <laughs> did you go with the girls and get some artsy and craft, crafty <sighs> stuff? I did. We swerved around the flowers. We went to the the fabric section and hung a left. I got myself a cricket. And all the, the cricket things and the materials and everything, and it's so cool. Then you went yard sailing and stopped it and got a latte. Don't lie. <laughs> I got. Yeah. I've had so much foo foo coffee in the past couple of days because I got my wife one of those Nespresso coffee makers that Ooh. takes those overpriced half ball pod things. I don't even know. They're like a work of art. I'm like, you just throw these <laughs> away. So I've had foo foo coffee up the ass for like three days. That's where you were before the recording. Right. Oh. Yeah. I understand that. No wonder. Yeah. Poop emojis for days. Exactly. Yeah. Um, that sounds great. Uh, you, you could turn that into a business, I'm sure. Coffee em- enemas. Do it. Coffee. Yeah. Scotty cricket poo. I had to think about that one for a second. Had you give it a, had you, had you give it a once over, did you, Devin? Yeah. I had to be like, wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, All right, guys. So, who uh, who wants to go first? And I'm, you know, I'd kind of like to hear. I don't know, Rob, with your. I, I think you you got it the worst when it came to the weather past week. No, yes, sir. Yeah, pretty, pretty cold, was it? I, I would imagine Good. your flying was limited at best. Yeah, it was um, limited in bold with underline. It was super <laughs> cold, man. Um, yeah, so like I know on the last episode I had talked about, I was lamenting about how to I had to put all my big packs in storage because this crazy Siberian polar vortex was coming and shit, right? Um, yeah, it came. Uh, we got probably three days of the of that last week. We were down at like, oh shit, it was probably like an average of like negative twenty five, and at night it was like negative thirty five to negative forty. Mm. It was so cold and. It's the first year in my house, right? So I'm not sure. I mean, I know all the normal things you're supposed to do when it's cold because I, I grew up in this part of the world, right? So I, I'm all of, I know about cold winters and what you got to do to make sure you don't break shit. Um, but still, you know, it's a new house. So I'm totally casing the joint. I found myself doing the rounds like it was a security guard at the Louvre or some shit like that, you know, <laughs> uh, fucking going to the basement, going around the house. And, uh, you know, I'm, I seem like I'm, I feel like I'm kind of lucky. This place is sealed up pretty good. You know, like everybody else in probably all of America, my heater was going double time. You know what I'm saying? So I'm sure my bill is going to be crazy high or whatever. But um, still, you know, we made it through. Nothing broke. Uh, my Jeep had that. I, my Jeep used to be garaged before this winter. And so I had to look out the window and watch that poor thing sit out there in that Arctic cold with the soft top, you know, just 
in my mind, it's pounding at me like, really? Why do I have to sit out here? Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, he's it's still running like a trooper. My, my son's car is running like a trooper. I will admit, though, it, it just is because it gets so cold and I wanted to make sure in the mornings that, you know, these, these cars would operate like necessary. And, you know, folks that listen, they know I work in the overnight hours. So, you know, long about my lunch break, which is like around 3 a.m. or so. I'd go out there and I'd start the cars and just let them run for like a half hour because it's so cold, you know, and I don't know if anybody else can relate, you know, where you just have to periodically get the fluids Mm -hmm. viscous in your vehicle. Right. Um, And so that was my game for half the week, you know, uh, just kind of trying to hunker down and essentially batten down the hatches as it were um, just to uh, try not to uh, have anything break. Right. So we didn't lose power in our town. You know, I heard stories of folks losing power all over the place, you know, and some parts of the country got it hit worse, you know, with like precipitation and and really high winds and other things, you know, but we just got this super, super heavy, heavy cold just came in and just parked its little cold ass right on top of us for three days. And so, I mean, that did, you know, put a damper on my, you know, my nerdy extracurricular activities, right? You know, all the big birds just stayed on the wall. Um, I did a lot of simming. I flew with the uh, the Oxy two and my little my trashy little MCPX in the house, you know, here and there. But I didn't get quite as much. Just I don't know. Just you can only do so much, right? Hover orientations and this and that, you know. And you know, leading up to Christmas, you had other things you got to do, you know, with your spare time when the kids aren't around. But uh, I was still able to nail in, you know, probably half hour of sim time each day and. So my, my thumbs aren't cold. You know, everything else in the universe around here is cold, but my thumbs still speak helicopter, RC helicopter, right? So I'm, I'm glad for that. Except uh, I did have a little carnage to speak of. It's been a long time since I've been able to talk about any of it. So I can share with you, I guess. So I was sitting in my office uh, doing, doing some sim time, and I went to go grab my radio, and my stupid ass just that handed it and just basically just kind of caveman swiped it right off the table on accident and busted off my throttle hold switch. But oh. uh, I know, right? It's such a stupid thing to break. But that's all right, though, because the, you know, the radio, you know, Radio Master, you can replace all the switches and the dials and the screens and uh, the main board if you have to, just all the pieces. Most radios, you can do that. So, um, so I got a, a new switch on order for that. That, that ended up inadvertently becoming sort of my Christmas gift to myself, right? It was to fix my fucking radio. But <laughs> I, I figured, you know, since I, I did uh, sort of disrespect my radio a little bit, I bought it the uh, little, they make these cowboy leather uh, side grips that go over the, instead of the rubber grips. So when I disassemble it, I'll throw the leather grips on the side. And I bought a kind of a, a case that goes over the, uh, the OEM plastic, or not plastic, but foam kind of box the radio comes in so i can start carrying it around in that again but it'll have a kind of a uh, neoprene fabric that goes around the whole thing with a handle and so yeah i'd treat my radio to a little birthday or christmas present slash christmas present for me and i'll get the switch fixed and uh but it it was just really not it was i was you know in the old days when i'd break a switch or something like that it was the end of the world you know i'm like oh this sucks you know and then i'd I couldn't do anything about it. It seemed like it. And I'm sure back then, if I'd have spent the time, I kind of figured out how to plop the switches out. But I'm really glad that in today's world, some of this stuff is essentially plug and play. It's just a little plug, you unplug it and put the new one in and you're done, you know? And so I'm grateful for that. So anyway, um, so yeah, that's my, uh, 
that's my heli story. Um, Christmas was really good. All the uh, uh, family came over to my house, uh, kind of like we did on Thanksgiving. So that was pretty cool. You know, there was uh, a, a minor amount of drama that occurred, but uh, we got over that pretty easily. And um, the kids had a good time. Uh, got to see some family members I hadn't seen in a little bit. And we all uh, shared gifts and had a big ham. And it was a treat. It was a hoot. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It was a good week, even though uh, I could have like got frostbite on all my skin if it's exposed for longer than like a minute or whatever it was i don't know but um i'm used to that kind of shit so when i saw the polar vortex coming i'm like all right well i've done this before so <laughs> um but right. yeah so. so is it starting to warm up yet yes dude it was a balmy four degrees today Ooh. i felt like i could go outside Ooh. without my jacket on you know nice. and Obviously, nothing's melting, but in my mind, I'm going, oh, things got to be starting to melt soon. And I don't know. There's this weird effect where I swear to God, it seems like I'll see wet snow, like like wetness from snow melting, even though it hasn't breached 32 degrees. And, you know, it had at least at some point for it to do that, you know, but I tell you what, I'm grateful for it to be four. And I probably through the week, it's just supposed to keep climbing. And so by the end of the week, we'll be back to, I think, regular winter flying and Hopefully, I don't know, all of us have been kind of bitching about the cold, right? And I know other folks, listeners, and I see it in other posts and stuff like that out in internet land. Maybe this is the blessing that all of us heli nerds needed to get off our old asses and actually try to fly a little bit in the wintertime because this polar vortex is going to have come down and, you know, plunged us down so cold that after that, 30 degrees for me is going to feel warm as hell, at least for a few weeks, right? Um, I don't know about or you. At least 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Till right. my till my fingers react and they're actually numb and yeah, I don't know. I'd like to think that I'm I'm raring to go. <laughs> I'm ready to get back out there and fly some. So, and, do you guys have a lot of snow still? Yeah, like, yeah. accumulation. Yeah, oh yeah. I got at least a couple feet in the front yard and wow, uh, I drifts everywhere and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plenty Did of snow fly? to fly in still. Yeah, I flew. I mean, I flew the little ones inside, but I didn't get to fly outside at all. But. uh I figured it was just so, I, there was a couple times where I was like, you know, maybe I should just, as an experimental thing, just take one of my helis and go fly just so I can just fly it in minus 30 degrees and see. But then, you know, the older version of me is like, nah, all the plastic on that thing in about 20 seconds is going to get brittle as wicker, uh, you know, because it's so cold. All I'd have to do is do a really hard TikTok and I'm sure I'd blast, a, blast open a link or something, you know what I mean? So well, I was like, no, I'll leave I would personally fail before my machine would fail. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. dude, man, I, I just can't deal with it anymore. Yeah, it's but, yeah, it's cold, man. I mean, even for, you know, we talk about the, the relative temperatures and the guys down south. I mean, I know that, you know, compared to the temperatures you had, Rob, it's a significant difference, but they're used yeah. to much, much warmer temperatures. So it's relative. Right. And even those yeah. guys were like, holy shit, I'm sure we'll hear uh, these guys, I mean, Nick, Nick will probably let us know and Scott, mm -hmm. but um, for us here in Carlisle, Pennsylvania, the, you know, the capital of all things cool in Pennsylvania, nothing really happened. Winter, no. wind, and rain. Rain, cool. Yeah, dude. It, it, um, Friday I went in to work. Was it? It must have been Friday. No, I think it was Thursday. 
And it, it was perfectly fine. It was 40 degrees. And I kind of, my office is kind of in a, I don't know, no windows outside. It's kind of in the middle of the building on the top floor. And typically I go in and I'm kind of nose to the grindstone for the first two or three hours of work, getting everything lined out that needs to be done for the day. Yeah. And I walked out of my office into the therapy area, the gym, and they've got this wall of windows. And I looked outside and I'm like, what in the shit is happening out there? All of a sudden, two and a half inches of snow and the temperature is plummeting. It's like 14 degrees minus five with the wind chill. And I'm like, yeah, fuck this. No, dang. I'm going back in my dungeon. (laughs) It was not, it was not good, but, uh, you know, I, it, you know, it's different. I, I don't know. The, uh, it's cold. You know, we used to get cold over west in Montana, and, and I, I just used, I used to be able to handle it a lot better. Again, humidity. The wind with this weather was just, was just horrible. I mean, it's usually not that windy here, but it was exceptionally windy going into the weekend. And um, Dang. But that's... Uh, that with you the rain, you get some horizontal icicles going there, man. Damn. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it went from rain to snow, and it stayed snow for a while. But the snow, that's the thing. Snow's all melted away for the most part. There's some piled up, but the grass is still green. I don't get it. <laughs> like, uh, the grass back home stops being green in, like, October. Here, it's green year-round. But um, going into Christmas, it was nice. We had some... We had some family come over. Um, Elaine's son from Montana came out for the week, and her other son from just down the road was up for for a night or two. We did have a kind of a big family gathering planned, but that side of the family all got COVID. Oh, <laughs> so, dang. You know, it was like, well, stay home. And they did. Yeah. But uh, Christmas was nice here. It was uh, no no heli flying to speak of. I mean, it's um, it's it's too too goddamn cold. I, I'm not I'm not gonna try to. I'm not gonna go force myself to fly in this cold ass weather. I'm just not gonna do it. It's just not enjoyable anymore. There was a time when it wouldn't bother me, and I'd do it, um, or it would bother me, but I'd kind of do it anyway. Right? I think we've all been there. Oh yeah, but, you bet. Uh, um, not anymore. So <clears throat> I was able to get. A little bit of work done on the 580 Nitro. One question I had for you guys. I don't know what these are called, and I don't know how I used to get them, but I used to have them. No longer do. But if you want to change the ge- geometry on your uh, on your balls, on your servos, um, I used to have these little spacers that were anywhere from like a half a millimeter. I think I had them all the way up to like two or three millimeters. And I Googled uh, ball link spacers or servo, servo ball spacers, and I couldn't really find anything. What are those called? Just aluminum spacers. You just got to search just, the size. So, like, the first dimension is usually the whole size. Second dimension is the outside diameter. Then the right. third is the thickness. So, you'll do, like... I just figured there would be, like... I don't know, like God, like SAB would have, like... A, like, have a part number with a set of those? <laughs> yeah, like... They sell they them used to do that. They sell them. Yeah, Gally used to do that, but I don't know if they if you can get them other. Just go to McMaster Car or somewhere and be like. Yeah, I mean, I, I did find some from a from a retailer, but 
What would you say, Scott? Just go where? Before you the, were walked over by <laughs> Rob? They um they sell them with the swash balls. If you buy them, um, they include them with them. They give you two different lengths of bolts, and then they give you the spacers okay. in the bag too. Okay. Yeah, I found some on a supply website that I used to go to when I was working at Skyfish, and um, I ordered a variety pack of different sizes. I need to change the geometry on that 580 Nitro. When I have those mini servos in, like they're supposed to go in, they lean to they lean quite a bit, right? And if I put them on the if I put the servos in with the horn servo uh, attachments, the servo horns or whatever, not the horns, you know, ears, whatever the fuck they are, where you screw them in. If I put them on the other side, they lean too far in the other direction. So I just need a little bit of space in there to kind of get that those links from the servos to the swash to be yeah, straight nice. up and down. Yeah, my T Rex five hundred is like that too, and I, but there's a lot of weird ass geometry distance there, so I think I got to figure out how to move the whole servo. Yeah. So I'm going to. Uh, I ordered in a bunch of. I don't know. I ordered. I ordered in a bunch of stuff to get some of like. I want to get working on this N7. I've been talking about that for a long, long time, and I just needed some odds and ends to get that going. Um, I needed another backplate sensor. Why I didn't order two when I ordered the one, no idea. So I got another one of those coming in from A Main. And then now I'm kind of, I don't know, man. I'm I'm hovering over the buy RC car button on A Main uh, right now. So we'll see. Dang. We'll see how that goes. I want to get a one-fifth scale gasser uh, <laughs> desert buggy. So. You're really going to kill me. That would be. Yeah, I've always, I've always wanted one of those. I never. I wanted to get a like a HPI Baja for the longest time, and uh, I think these low C's look pretty nice. So I'm gonna go that direction. I think, but nice. um, that's really about it. You know, Christmas was good. It was nice to hang out, go play pool, and uh, with like, I guess they're my stepsons. That's just so weird for me to say that, but apparently, that's what happens when you get married. Yes. She has kids. They're now your stepsons. But so we went to do that and, um, you know, just kind of waiting for this weather to warm up. It's supposed to start warming up this week here for us. It's not, today wasn't too bad. It was, I don't know, it was like 12 or 13 degrees. I think it got up to 20 at the highest, but um, the winds died down and um, no more rain right now. So we're looking good there. But, that's yeah. good. That's kind of my week in a nutshell. Sounds Who's like that? a good week, Dan. Minus yeah, the rain know. and the wind and shit. Good Christmas week. And then uh, yeah. this next week, we're, we don't really have anything planned for the New Year's, but um, uh, we're not doing, we're not going, no family events. You know, we're done with those for the year. We've, we've hit our quota, our obligation. So, All right. We'll move on and we'll just kind of hang out together on the on the New Year's. But nice. Who wants to go next? I'm short and Matt sweet. Can go next. Oh, you oh. are short and sweet, Scott. <laughs> I'll let Nick have it. All right. So I don't know if I got a no fly or not, unless you count flying a micro in the garage. Like no fly, no fly. Yeah, no pretty fly. much a no fly. No fly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I did flip it inverted here. once. Then medium and then fly crashed it. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, so I flew the Blade Nano S3 in the garage a few times, crashed it a few times, being stupid with it. It flies as disappointingly as I remembered. Um, you know, that thing bogs yeah. instantly. Um, but it's just yep. good, stupid fun to do something. So crank the space heater in the garage, get out there and get a little tiny heli fix. So a little that's all the flying I did. It's been stupid cold here in Atlanta. Um, that storm hit here. We went down to single digit temperatures. Um, I don't think we got to negatives, but it was close. It was like, you know, four, five, six, seven degrees at night kind of thing. Yeah, um, and our houses aren't really built for that, so everyone here gets pretty nervous about you know the pipes running into their outdoor spigots and yeah, uh, you know yeah. pipes freezing. Um, it was made extra fun, so we went to uh, St. Augustine, Florida, to see my family um, before the holiday. Uh, so right when the the big cold hit, we were out of town, and I'm looking at the log for our like alarm system, and we had constant rolling power outages. I'm like, oh, no. please don't let the HVAC system like take a hit and not power up or blow a breaker. Right. You know, freaking out that, you know, the thermostat is going to go. And we had so many power outages that the Wi-Fi died. So I couldn't log in to see the temperature inside the house or any of the smart home stuff I had no access to. So anyway, spent a bunch of days worrying about the house. It was fine in the end. The heat stayed on. So that was good. But so crazy storms here in Atlanta, a bunch of power outages from the wind and trees falling, stuff like that. So. I'm um, glad that's over with. Temperatures are actually starting to slowly warm up today. It wasn't horrible outside. Um, and by Thursday, we're supposed to get a few hours of 60-degree weather. So uh, all the Atlanta heli crew is looking oh. at the forecast. Everybody's planning on calling in sick on Thursday if they have to work at all. So I think we're going to get some flying in on Thursday. Uh, so that'll be fun. Mart. Um, did you say smart or mart? Smart. Why would I say oh, mart? mart. <laughs> I don't know. I was like, mart? Yeah, Who's mart? Definitely mart. <laughs> anyway. Definitely yeah, the yeah. Uh, so Christmas wise, it was fine. Uh, you know, visited family and did all the things. Um, but RC wise, as far as Christmas goes, you know, as I mentioned, I gave my son that low C four wheel drive, uh, 10 scale buggy and man, he loves that thing. It's been really fun to watch him like ask me to charge batteries and we've only had it out in the backyard. So I have it limited to 50% throttle cause it's ballistic at 50% in the backyard. Um, so I don't want to let him cream it into the fence at 100% yet so <laughs> right. but man I sh- showed him that you could actually jump it because you know he's never had a real RC car he's had you know toy toy store stuff and he was like whoa like his mind was blown when it went like shooting through the air like I got some plywood out and built some jumps in the backyard anyway he's having a ball it's just really fun to watch like your kid like see the joy of RC in, in, in a young kid's face mm-hmm. so that's been awesome just that's watch nice. huh? yeah you tell me you didn't partake at all Oh, I partake. You, you gotta partake. <laughs> I partook. <laughs> I had to test the jumps and like my son, he's, he's awesome. He'll like hand me the control and go, hey, do you want to drive for a minute, dad? And like we pass it back and forth. So it's been awesome. And like today we drove in the backyard a few times and then uh, he came in the garage with me and we like got a, an old paintbrush out and like brushed all the dirt and leaves out of it and wiped down the body. And he was all into like cleaning the car like a pit stop. It was awesome. Just good father-son time. So that's cool. Yeah, dude. Um, that sounds like a good-ass time, for sure. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. We, we built this garage in the backyard, I don't know, a year and a half, two years ago now. Um, and I literally convinced my wife to build it by sharing the stories of my dad and I in the workshop building an RC car together a million years ago. And so to like live some of those memories with my son in the garage is pretty damn awesome, I got to say. So yeah. anyway. Dude, yeah, that's poignant as fuck. That's cool. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that was cool. I don't know why. Something about the cold makes me crazy and not doing anything. So somehow I ordered a pair of like 24 scale tiny RC crawler cars. It's all Scott's <laughs> Graham's fault. <laughs> Damn you, Scott. <laughs> And and like literally, I gotta I gotta get the the set of like wooden blocks back from grandma's so we can build an obstacle course with them because they went to grandma's house for some reason. So I gotta get those back, and we're gonna do indoor crawler courses or something because the kids are on break. So those will hopefully be here soon. Uh, but to helicopters for a second, still no parts here for the logo. I don't know if I screwed up and ordered one that was out of stock or something, but it's supposed to arrive. Um, you know at the at Mikado any day now and then ship. So hopefully within about the next week, I'll get the parts for the logo. But I did tear it apart a little more, dug into the tail box. All the gears, the bevel gears, they all look fine in the tail box. So I think I'm just going to run with those. I, I think I'm going to try and not take the chassis apart because, again, all the gearing feels fine, sounds fine. It doesn't sound like there's any loose parts. It feels good if you stick your finger in where the, the uh, torque tube goes. It's fine. There's no slop or anything. So I think I got lucky. I think it's literally just everything in the boom gone. You know, push rod, torque tube, uh, whatnot. So wait on those it parts. Always, I'll get the logo back in the air. So that's good. It always feels good when you put your finger in and there's no slop. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I like that. That was good. <laughs> I couldn't help it. Oh, geez. Yeah. So it's encouraging. It's like, getting, you know, anyway, I'm going to leave that alone. Uh, but that's it, man. Other than, you know, looking forward to the weather temporarily improving, it'll get cold again, but hopefully not as cold as it, uh, it did recently, but that uh, was a good holiday here and, uh, looking forward to getting back to a little bit of RC stuff before work starts again for me and work travel and all that in January. So hoping to get some few flying days in for the, well, the time I still have off. That's it for me. Nice. Who's next? Can I go now? Yes. Man, oh God, Nick. <laughs> Devin, you're up. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go. So, yeah, my life's been in full holiday swing. Um, it's been Christmas, buy this, buy that, make sure we got gifts for everybody. And then yesterday, we all went to my parents' house, had Christmas there, met my new. What is it when you have a my new nephew? I couldn't figure out the name because my sister just had a kid and I couldn't figure out like the relationship. <laughs> yes, Uncle Scott. <laughs> yeah, so I'm finally an uncle. I was a dad before I was an uncle. That's cool. Um, quiet kid. It didn't cry. It didn't fuss. It just sat there, chilled, fell asleep, woke back up again. I'm like, God, must be nice. My kid's <laughs> a little miniature asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But that was cool. Um, unfortunately, I'm gonna have to take yet another no fly. No fly. I, Too busy painting I, car canopies. Yeah. I mean, how many of those no flies do you guys have in stock? Because uh, ah, <laughs> I'm, I'm buying a lot of those <laughs> in the winter time, dude. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, as many as you need. Yeah. Especially this this week with the cold weather, like Nick was talking about. It's. I know we keep bitching about cold weather every single week on this podcast, but. It, it's damn cold this week. Like it's, I'm not going outside. I'm sorry. I'm doing everything indoors. So I haven't I touched it. a helicopter. I still need to put tail blades back on my, my raw 700. And I've got three other nitros that I just, I've looked at them. That's about it. And I go, damn, must be nice. And then I go do something else. So I, I will get back to flying. I do apologize. Uh, 
the weather next weekend is supposed to be nice and toasty and 60, 65, something like that. <sighs> so I am going to definitely get a helicopter going that week. So I'll get down to Charlotte Aeromodeler and see if I can't spend a whole day there and have some fun. Other than that, nice. like, uh, like Dan said, I have been wasting a lot of time painting RC car bodies. Um, like I said last week, it's like a hobby all on its own. And dude, I am addicted to painting things. It's You're getting awesome. good at it. Thanks. Yeah, yeah that canopy looks nice. Yeah. Looks I awesome. can't wait to, to try and translate it to, to helis and see if it turns out the same. But like, it's going to throw me for a loop because cars is backwards from right. like painting a helicopter because you're painting the inside and you do all the colors in like reverse order and shit when you paint a car. So now some things will get easier. Some things will get harder, I think. But I'm real tempted to try. I've got an old, uh, I've got an old Puma canopy. I'm going to get that guy whited out and and maybe do some cool designs on it and see what I can come up with. Might be fun. And I can do, do some boobs too. Yeah. Definitely. Nice. Yeah. Other than that though, um, I'm trying to keep the wife happy, trying to balance hobby life and family life and keep everyone cool. Kids still alive. Like I said, kids still alive. That's a plus. <laughs> so it's working out. <laughs> uh, three dogs are still alive too. Uh, yeah, that's a good barometer. Yeah, definitely. So no one died. I think we're doing okay. I think good. it'll last another yeah. week. That's good news. Good yeah, news. Let's wait till you have two kids. I always promise my nope. wife a fifty percent survival rate. That's my. That's mm. all I'll guarantee. Yeah, I, I told my wife it's not happening. I, I can't have another kid. This is too much. Three dogs and one kid <laughs> is enough. With two parents that's, that work full time, no. Yeah. Yep. You got to <laughs> space it out. Just to, you got to space it out so that the first child can babysit the second child when you guys have to go to work oh no i said if you want another kid you can go find another man to give you another kid like uh, that way i could uh, use i'll use child support for hobby fund or something i don't know <laughs> <laughs> there you go yeah. i'm kidding Get a catfish woman <laughs> a cat, oh my Your god wife doesn't listen to the show does she no she doesn't listen yeah. to anything i say yeah it's probably for the best <laughs> She'd hear my voice for 10 minutes and zone out immediately. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you have so many cars. You can sneak them right under the radar. Oh, ha, ha. It's like Mission 100%. Impossible style. Yeah, no problem. I can't, the same I, can't, I can't sneak anything in because Elaine listens to the show. Like That's how she finds out. Hi, she's Elaine. Right. <laughs> she's got LiDAR installed in her glasses. She comes in your room and she does a stare and compare. <laughs> 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 Hobby room checks out. <laughs> <laughs> no new helis. Oh, See, Dan, no. all you have to do is put the old other ones away, and she'll the she'll just the lidar will run out of battery because she'll oh, never she'll have to know, use it. dude. She'll know. Oh just, God, I forgot to mention this, but let me just jump in here real quick. I I think um, one thing that I did get from Elaine, actually two things. I think she's trying to tell me something because I opened up a package and it was a uh, kind of a builder's mat with like um, compartmentalization organization. <laughs> right. So She's just I trying like, to upgrade oh. you, man. I'm like, that's From cool. That's cool. But then she know? bought a second one. She bought me two. <laughs> She's like, you're going to use one of these. Okay. Right. Pick the one you want and use it. So anyway, actually, I think <laughs> she made a mistake and kind of forgot she ordered me the first one months ago and then ordered me the second one but 
yeah, I like the technique though. Just keep buying your organizational shit until you start cleaning up. Yeah, yeah. well, she does there do that. Go. She goes like, like she'll go get those uh, drawer bins from Walmart. You know what I'm talking about? Get, like yeah. the three drawers and shit. And she's like, um, I'm thinking that maybe you could use this to put some of your stuff in. Like, hey, what do you mean? What do you mean? My, my wife does the same thing, but with trash bags. <laughs> <laughs> you can just set them out by the driveway and they can, they can get some fresh air. Yeah. You can put your stuff in here and leave. <laughs> <laughs> See, Dan, Elaine's just upgrading you. That's all that's happening. You're going to have a, a, a more refined heli dungeon, you see. Uh, unfortunately, you won't be able to do the Neanderthal swipe as easily, but um, you might not have to because the things you need will just be right in I your don't, apartment. I think, Rob, that that will never go away. <laughs> I just, I just don't think I can do that. Um, right? Is that like your version of like always wanting to be able to have like that moment where you can just swipe everything off the table and throw oh. down the map and be like, "Here's the plan." Yeah. Oh yeah. Move. I mean, it all starts off that way, right? It's like, yeah. Yeah. like when we were talking about how we were going to set this room up for her and me because she's got her hobby corner just on the directly on the other side of me. Uh, you know, all, all kinds of big plans like, oh yeah, we could get like organizing things for this and you could put your fasteners in here, you know, cause she did, this is what yeah. she did at Skyfish, by the way, when she worked at Skyfish, she, she handled all, all of the purchasing, all of the intake, all of it. And she organized it and we're talking Dang. thousands and thousands of parts. We're talking, you know, yeah. $1.5, $3 million worth of shit. Just like that was her job. That was, she did, you know, so she wants to do it here. Here's what I like about it. I like the fact that six months down the line, I can kind of like be looking through stuff like, oh, shit, I forgot I had this. Oh, man, that is <laughs> yeah. so cool. It's like you get it. It's like you get it all over again. You like know, whatever Christmas. that part is, right? I love that. I'm twitching right now. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what's freaking me out that this logo has been sitting on my bench unrepaired this long? It hurts my soul. Oh, oh, I, thought, man. I thought it was the organization that Dan was talking about. It's probably a little both. There's a perfect storm happening in his brain right now. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> it's the tools on the shelf. It puts the tools on the shelf. It, I can tell you it bothers. It does bother Elaine. She's, I got it. She's a saint. And, and I'm not just saying that because I know she's going to hear it, but complete opposites uh she's extremely neat and organized and then there's me right and your scraggly ass she, she never says anything she doesn't you know occasionally she'll try to clean up a little bit but she doesn't really do that anymore because then i kind of start looking at her cross-eyed when i can't find shit <laughs> um but she's she puts up with it, it it's quite nice but anyway, Scott, if Devin. you're done, maybe uh, Devin could let us know how his Christmas was. All right. So I missed last week, but last week it was a brisk Loser. 66 degrees in Tampa. Oh, Really cold. Did you take a heli? I did not. You're too busy working and shit, right? I, I was pulling 13 hour days. Yeah, I was pretty busy. I was installing four machines there while I was down there, but... Um, I worked, I was supposed to come home Friday, 
around lunchtime, but we started looking at the weather and we're like, yeah, probably shouldn't shouldn't do that. We should book our plane tickets a little bit earlier. And so I came home. Yeah, I came home Thursday night and Thursday night, the temperature plummeted to like negative 15. Damn. And I was like, oh, thank God I came home. Yeah, just in time for the polar vortex. Just in time for me to go from some nice, beautiful t-shirt weather to uh, as many jackets as I can put on. (laughs) Yep. So, but I have to take a no-fly for going outside because uh, fuck that. Um, Too fucking cold. (laughs) (laughs) I just look outside and I go, yep, nope, fuck, turn around, do something else. Yeah. I did do some simming. I can say that. Yeah. No, I did. Did you really? I did. Wow. Surprising, right? Screenshot or it never happened. Fuck. Exactly. So you didn't, Sam. (laughs) I have my radio sitting next to me. Okay. (laughs) If that's close enough. Sure. But no, that was a good trip. Came back home freezing. Didn't really do any flying. I just hung out with my family for Christmas and Christmas was really good. Like stocked up on some more blades for this upcoming season because I usually end up going through blades a lot. So that's good. And Christmas was very laid back and chill. Just hung out. I can't really complain about it at all. It was a really good time. Did you ever, uh, didn't you resupply your batteries? Did you ever get all those in? Yeah, yeah. I haven't done that yet. I ordered, so I was going to order like three sets, but when I did the order, I was like, uh, it's September. I'm not, I'm, I don't have an, the necess- it's not necessary to get three sets of batteries because I'm right. never going to fly that much, especially with this weather this week. So I ordered one set and I'll order more when, it, when we get more towards the spring season. So that's good. Yeah. But just chilling out, working at that point, didn't really do much else, hobby related at least. Hmm. Yeah, we're tis the season, right? Tis the season, exactly. Just been. Did you get everything for Christmas that you wanted, Devin? I got all great things. Great things. I'm super happy. I didn't. I told my family I didn't want anything. I was like, "Yeah, I don't need anything." Liar. Yeah, yeah. The only thing I need is a transmission for my car. That'd be great. Um, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> that didn't happen. So, yeah. but. Um, they did help me out with, they got my, my mom or my dad. I don't actually know. I think it was my mom's idea. And my dad just pressed the order button. Um, they got me weather tech, uh, floor mats for my, for my truck. Oh so yeah. That, nice. So Word. they're really nice. So once I get the truck driving under its own power again, I'll put those in there. And right now it's just, uh, saving up the money and working on the trans that I have it a part in my basement right now, figuring out what I need to buy and everything like that. Just trying to get all that sorted out. Yeah. That's a monumental task. Yeah. It, 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 it's a monumental task. I mean, my dad used to do it all the time. Thank God, you know, then even this trans that's in my car is very relatable to what he built 20 years ago when he had his shop. So he's like, let's do it ourselves. I'm like, okay. Let's do it. It's cheaper. So that's it's an art form working on transmissions, dude. Yeah, really. Very tedious stuff. Very, yeah. 
very specific for setting tolerances inside it and yeah. everything like that. Very specific, but we're figuring it out, getting, getting that moving along. We figured out almost everything we need for it. Now I just, you know, the green stuff. That's we're right. broken it. Uh, so the torque converter went. Oh, okay. It's not so bad. No. Oh yeah. That's not too bad. If it's just, are you going to do more to it than that since you're going to have it out? Yeah. I'm like a complete rebuild. I'm doing a complete rebuild rebuild on it um i'm putting billet servos input shaft stuff like that in it nice because i'm i'm rebuilding the engine after i get done with this and i'm gonna tune it for like 600 horse probably oh yeah you're gonna want to build that transmission up then exactly that's what i said when the torque converter went i'm like Oh, perfect timing. I needed to kind of do it anyway. I wasn't ready for it, but all right, let's get it going. <laughs> yeah. There's no good time to lose a transmission, right? It's Not at all. Happens. It's great sitting on the side of the road, though, and having all the people screaming at you. What are you doing here? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Stop every 30,000 miles and destroy my transmission for the hell of it. Sorry yeah. to inconvenience, inconvenience you. Oh, yeah, it was great. It was a lot of fun sitting there, like, cursing people out. They're, they're stopping in the middle of the road just to yell at me. I'm like, oh, this is great. I'm getting humor out of this. But just working on that lately, um, doing some body work to the truck as well. I'm getting ready to do rocker panels on it and everything like that. So just a lot right. of car work. So speaking of bad weather and roads and driving and I just got a question for you guys, because I've often wondered this, and I don't know what the answer is. You know, and you hear it all the time, and here I experience it daily on my commute, Is and, and, and it just gets even, it's amplified with even rain, but add snow or slick, you know, slushy roads, and it just gets, it's like 10 times, right, worse. But you'll have a conversation with somebody, and you'll start complaining about the driver's. And everybody always says, oh my God, nobody knows how to drive. But there's somebody that you're talking to has to be that guy that doesn't fucking know what they're doing out there, right? But but it's like when you're having that conversation, everybody's always talking about the other drivers, but no one is ever the other driver. Because here, that morning we got that snow, I left work to come work at home early because I didn't want to be on that highway, uh, you know, when everybody else was trying to get home. And it was still horrible. It's like uh, rain, snow, it doesn't matter. It's just like people lose their fucking minds on the road. But nobody is ever that other driver. Oh, yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> it's totally not me at all. I just complain about everyone else. <laughs> you're never the bad driver, are you, Devin? Oh, I, I just complain you're like going down the road and... I, I don't know. It doesn't make a difference what you really do. I mean, I drive a truck, so I sit there. I'm like, why is everyone driving so damn slow? It's just right. snowing. Are you the guy, Devin, that, that always pulls in and, and disrupts someone's following distance? Uh, I you can the guy that, Oh, I can fit in there. I can fit in there. Yeah, well, you're that guy, Devin. Congratulations. It depends, it depends how I'm feeling in the moment. Sometimes I'm feeling really good, or sometimes I'm just pissed off, you know? <laughs> Congrats. You are that guy. Finally, we f- I found one. I, for the first first time ever, I found the other guy. Devin, there it is. The other guy. <laughs> I'm just an aggressive driver. All okay. right. All right. Hey, oh, you've been in New Jersey. You know how bad it gets. Oh, dude. It's horrible out here. I thought that Salt Lake drivers were bad, man, but this out here is just something else. 
If you don't drive aggressive over here, it gets pretty no, scary. No, that's true. That's true. It's all about the aggressiveness. But anyway, we digress. Do we have any news this week, Nick? Eh, not a lot, but a little. Not a lot, but a little of the news. Not a lot, but a little of the news. Not a lot, but a little of the news. Olay. And he's spinning. Is that it? Let him get his breather in first. Hold on. Just want to make sure there wasn't one more exhale in there. <laughs> oh, there's more. All right, news wise this week, it's the holiday week, so there really isn't much. Just a couple of uh, little scraps here. So Goose Guy announced a firmware update for the S2 uh, that addresses the dead band issue, which is common in many micro helicopters. Uh, so what this firmware addresses is the dead spots in cyclic response that typically occur around center, uh, usually on your elevator and aileron axis. Um, so a lot of micro helis uh, don't respond to these tiny little cyclic uh, control inputs right around the center. Um, you know, in, in numerical terms, if center is zero, they don't actually, nothing really happens until you get about, you know, eight or nine or maybe as high as 12 in some helicopters. And that's called the dead band. And there are ways to fix it just by putting a new uh, control curve in your transmitter, um, which is really easy to do in open source stuff. Uh, not as easy in some radios. Um, but you literally just create a flat spot there in the curve so that your radio goes from zero to then eight and up. And then you've just eliminated the dead man that way. That's what I do with my Goose Guy S2. I just have a curve programmed uh, in Ethos uh, to take care of that. But you can go ahead and just do this software or firmware update uh, rather. And that'll go ahead and take care of the issue uh, internally. Uh, you have to go to their website to uh, do the update. That's gooseguy.com. Uh, and then you're going to have to download the update on a computer with Bluetooth, whether it's an external Bluetooth adapter or built in like in most laptops. And then you'll have to have the Bluetooth adapter uh, that comes with the S2 installed in the FBL and transfer the update via Bluetooth. And then uh, that'll go ahead and take care of that. Uh, it does actually, I will say, make a bit of a difference uh, when you go ahead and do this. You just get slightly better um, control response and, and faster correction. So especially if you're doing static hovers and working on orientations, uh, it does become noticeable. So go ahead and do that update or tweak curves. You will uh, enjoy the experience. Uh, same thing is true of the OMP M2, uh, the Goose Guy S2, the M1. You know, they all suffer from the same thing. And I'm sure many other micro helicopters as well. Those are just the ones I have experience with. So also uh, within the past week, fellow helicopters, excuse me, fellow heli, yeah. Uh, also in the past week, fellow Heli podcast, Freefall RC released their final episode uh, in the last week. So they called it quits after 357 episodes wow. on a seven-year run. Uh, so I know we've talked about this before, but I just want to say I hope Kevin, Andy, Steve, and Ian all enjoy a, a well-earned Tuesday night off tomorrow. Uh, their first in a very long time. So uh, yeah. kudos yeah. to you guys. Thanks for guys. a great run. Yeah, yeah for sure, guys. That was cool. It's so sad. Can they collect yeah. unemployment now? I don't, I don't know. I think hope it so. works like that. Oh, okay. they can. <laughs> you know, because you know, sixty percent of zero is still zero. So. <laughs> exactly. Oh. <laughs> no, oh, they're definitely going to be missed. Yeah, me too. Right. Um, some great, uh, you know, last episodes in the last, you know, ten or so. I mean, there's great episodes all over the series, but 
in the last 10, there have been some great moments. I really enjoyed the Planker episode. Uh, definitely mm-hmm. check that one out if you missed it. So much good content in that shit. And then that's it for major news. Uh, we are going to debut uh, a new news segment here. Uh, I don't know what we're going to call this one yet, but I, I think maybe we should call it something like possibly complete and utter bullshit, maybe not, and totally true. So there's a whole lot of rumors going on right now. I don't know if it's like winter time and heli pilots don't have anything else to do or, or what's going on, but the, the rumors are circling. And for all of these, I've tried to, uh, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Substantiate or find out whether they're true or false and can't figure out anything. So uh, these are all pure rumors. I have no idea if any of these are true, but let's go ahead and dig into a few. So I don't think we've mentioned this on the podcast, but there's rumors that Soxos is going to release a stretch kit for the Strike 7.1 to make it an 800. Don't know if that's true, but maybe. It's true. Um, it's true. Mm, sounds like Dan may have heard it too. So if two of us have heard the same rumor, it must be true. Uh, some other things. There's a possible new version of the XL Power Wraith. Uh, potentially, there were some photos seen of one that had it looked like some different frames, but I don't know if somebody made that up or there actually is going to be a new version of the Wraith. Again, haven't heard that yet. Uh, this next one's a little funny. I've heard that AmericanRCHeli.com which in the United States is the final source for uh, Kavan helis and parts, uh, is closing up shop, although their website gives no indication that this is true. But some social media posts I've seen, um, not from the company directly, but from the name, seem to lay credence to this. So if you're looking for Kavan helicopter parts, again, I don't know if this is true, but I think you may want to go ahead and pick up as much as you can sooner rather than later before they close up shop. Um, We've also seen... helicopter. Kavan, K-A-V-A-N. I may be pronouncing that wrong. What are those? I've heard them once before. They're mostly scale helicopters from the look of the website. Yeah. And the website looks oh, like it's, okay. it's it's like a 1982 time capsule. Okay, so, that's fine. Uh-huh. I just had never heard of this. And I was like, there's no way this is like mainstream 3D stuff. <laughs> no, no, no. This is definitely more in the scale scene by the looks of things. Um, so if you're into scale and maybe want to... Uh, you know, pick up one of their kits, definitely give those guys a call. Um, and then uh, the, the last one I've heard is it seems like the Align TB70 is getting very close to a release. Now, I haven't seen this from Align, but a lot of people posting flight videos of it seem to indicate that's so. So uh, I would expect to see that on the market very early uh, next year. So again, I have no idea if any of these are true, um, but like Scott said last week, Winter does strange things to helicopter pilots. Uh, and I'm sure that this last cold snap that's just hit us all has not helped any. So that's all I got for the rumor bell. Might be true, might not be true. Uh, and that's it for me in the news this week. So who's standing in line to get a TB70? Scott? Uh, cricket uh, I kind of want to take a look at it. <laughs> if they still had a sealed transmission, I'd be all about it. But I think they got clone shamed into ruining the design. Um, I should say ruin. I haven't seen it, so I can't say that. But I feel like maybe they have strayed from their original design to the point that it's no longer as appealing as it once was to me. Got it. I'll wait for the clone. (laughs) 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 It's like in Heli Inception at that point. Right? All right. Definitely not interested here. Uh, you you elitist. Dude, them Chinese people are going to be so mad at us. 
I just, it's an elitist thing. It's just, it doesn't draw me to it. No, I don't like it. I don't like the way it looks either. It's like that. I didn't like the way that, um, that 800 looked either. What do they call that thing? I can't remember. The trekker. Yeah, I didn't. Oh, that oh, thing. Oh, yeah. It just did not look like it. It didn't look very good. I, I don't think. A lot of people bought them though, apparently. I've seen a couple in person. Devin, you're not going to get one? No? It. I was very appealed before as you everyone were else is. You appalled. I was, what? I was appealed. Appealed. <laughs> oh my appealed. god. <laughs> oh my god. The American <laughs> education system order has failed, Devin. Yeah. Great same. One. Yep. Yep. Same shit. Different you went to a public school, didn't you, Devin? No. Oh, really? He was appalled, then he applauded the appeal. No, I did not go to a public school. That just really? shows a lot. Was it, was it, was it Catholic school? Because that would explain a lot. <laughs> no, no, no. Is that why your knuckles are all, all deformed? No, no, no. I went to a tech school, all right? Um, yes. That's why he bends over like he does when he flies. Okay. I do? Apparently <laughs> you do, what? yeah. I, He's a very receptive pilot. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> He's a catcher. I'm confused. <laughs> Man, I don't think Moving I do on. that, but all right. We don't have any more news. Anybody, anybody, anybody? Going once, going twice. No more news. That's the news. All right, guys. So this week... We're going to talk about a little, it's kind of a hodgepodge. We're going to talk about some personal, you know, predictions for each other, for the hobby, maybe slip in some personal goals, uh, talk about some highlights of 2020 for each of us individually. 2020, and, damn. Isn't it 2022? Yeah. 22-2-2? 22-2-2. Hey, man. You wait till you're 51. You'll get it. You'll forget what year it is multiple times. Okay? You got a long ways to go, Devin. It's really 53. <laughs> <laughs> as far as the hobby goes, and I don't, this is just, I have no reason to, this is completely anecdotal, but I think that next year, 2023, is going to see a couple things. I think we're going to see kind of a focus on the mid-sized helicopters, less expensive helicopters. Uh, we have been seeing that over the last several months. Yeah. 400-ish yeah. sized helicopters. Uh, direct drive and all that good stuff. I think we're going to see some more of that. And I don't know how strong of a foothold that open source radios have in the RC aspect of the hobby. Now, I know they're out there. We used to use them at, at Skyfish. In fact, we built our own and used OpenTX. But I think we're going to, I think, I don't know, I think this year we're going to see a bit, there's going to be a bit of pushback. I think that some of the radio manufacturers are going to have to start taking that into uh, account. Uh, some of them anyway, some of them aren't. Uh, Agreed. We know, we know who, who won't. But uh, I think I think we're going to see more folks kind of looking uh, down that road, right, for their radio needs and and get really into that geek. I don't really want to go down that road because I'm not interested in in trying to figure out how to program a radio. Yeah, it's yeah, any more right. difficult than a, than a Mikado, right? A, a V-bar, V-control. Super easy. And it works 
for me, but it's really expensive. And I think a lot of folks are going to maybe start looking at different avenues going down that road. I would like to see more nitro models coming into 2023, but I don't, I, with the price of fuel, I think nitros are kind of on their way out. Um, nah. I think so. I think um, five years, six years from now, they're going to be a dying, they're, well, they're going to be even more dying than they are now. Uh, I just, there's just not a lot of money in it, I don't think anymore. Right? I don't know. That's kind of what I see 2023 bringing. Yeah, I dude, I'm kind of the hobby aspect. Yeah, from the hobby side, I kind of see a lot of the same. At least, definitely, like you talked about the whole open source radio thing. I also agree. I think that's going to be a a big. We're going to see a big push on that next year. Things like the ELRS protocol and stuff like that. And dude, I'm excited for that. Just I think for like I remember when I first got into the that whole FPV drone thing. When I got into it, the hobby had really only been maturing for maybe two or three years effectively where people were actually buying shit on Amazon and people were making websites with just FPV gear that you could order and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But I guess there is that hobby all by itself seemed to just explode. Right. And so there's this huge user base. And I think that a lot of that, some of that user base are people like me that used to fly something else or maybe did planes or cars or whatever. So they're sort of familiar with RC um, but there are also people that just kind of, that's their first foyer into RC is they got into the FPV drone thing and they learned about open source and this and that. So I think it's super neat that in the RC heli hobby now that there's, there it's like somebody popped a hole in the bubble now and it's not a closed loop, right? And so we'll be able to bridge that gap, I guess, between the that other aerial hobby the drone hobby it's like the runt of the three kind of uh, you know and a lot of those users would be able to try the helicopter so side of things if they wanted to in a kind of a familiar environment maybe that they're already used to right. um and then the the cost to entry because it's already cheaper or you maybe already have some of that gear then you become aware of things like the Mikado v-bar um ecosystem or whatever and then you can make a, a an informed choice at that point and upgrade. You know, and a lot of folks will do that. Um, so yeah, dude, I'm super stoked to see what what comes. You know, what's going to be coming uh, in 2023 for open, open source yeah, and, and that kind of thing. It's going to be cool. Just to clarify a little bit, I don't necessarily think that that's going to cause any of our current more mainstream manufacturers to to change anything necessarily. No. Uh, but I do think they're going to see a market share difference because of it. I think that they're going to be, I think more people are going to start looking at that. And it, and it doesn't even necessarily be because they want to save money. Maybe some people just want to get really geeky with it, right? They want to, yeah. they just want to have that control that they can potentially get with those types of radios where they're kind of limited. Limited, I guess, in what aspect? I mean, because you can, I mean, I mean you know, I, I, someone probably could state many reasons why they feel they'd be limited. I don't feel that there's nothing in there that, you know, that's, that uh, I can outdo, right? It, it's, um, it's got everything I'm, I'm probably yeah. going to need. It's way wider and deeper than you would ever need to use for sure. Right. But there's going to be guys that I think want to get into that. And I think it's going to eat into that market share a little bit. Do I think they're going to react in 2023? No, I don't think they're going to react. I, I don't even necessarily think they're going to react in the next year, the following year. But I do think that at some point they're going to have to, acknowledge that that sure. aspect 
Yeah, yeah. maybe and, market to yeah. those people and try and market the upgrade instead of the, uh, the entry or a veteran, you know? Yeah. I don't know if necessarily it's going to pull away from them, though, because I feel like the people that are buying V-Bar are not buying it just because it's, uh, you know, a radio platform. They buy it because they want that software suite. Where the dudes that are buying um, the FR Sky stuff, I think that's going to pull the market share away from like Spectrum, because Spectrum's like the go-to radio because it's it's budget friendly. You go to the hobby store, it's there, and a lot of people know it. But FR Sky's been chipping away at their market share for years, and I think it started obviously with drones, like Rob said, and people are starting to realize that hey, these are reliable. I can trust them with more expensive aircraft. They don't just shut off and drop your shit out of the sky. And now it's starting to eat its way into airplanes, which has firmly, yeah. you know, found its way in airplanes. And now it's starting to enter into the helicopter realm. So right. um, I think Spectrum's going to feel it. Um, well, maybe they won't. You can argue that the helicopter hobby is so small, they won't even see it. Well, no, We're going to yeah, be like yeah. a tenth of a cent on their, their P&L statement. <laughs> yeah, and, and I agree, Scott. I think that the ecosystem that is Mikado is pretty well you know, developed at this point. And I don't necessarily think that those are going to eat into that particular market share, but just in general, the market share is going to be, I, I think there's going to be a shift. I don't, I don't think it's going to be massive. I don't, it's not going to put anybody out of business. I don't think. Uh, but I think, you know, just like any other manufacturer development type business, if you're, if you're not looking to the future, then you're stagnant and you know, you'll die yeah. off. You, you've got to constantly be evolving. Right. So, Right. Like beware. And I think it's going to cause that, you know, and that's always a good thing, right? I think it's a good thing. Yeah. It's not a bad thing. It, it, uh, yeah. any, anytime it, it forces a manufacturer to, to consider future, uh, updates and, and, uh, product revisions, it's, a, it's a good thing. Right. So. Yeah, totally. Well, yeah. when you see like the other, speaking of open source, you got rotor flight coming in, you know, now that right. full loop integration is going to be entirely possible at the same level as Mikado's offering, right? It just looks different at, at the user interface, right? But all the same things will be fully capable there and open source. So that's when you get really got to start paying attention, I think. Yeah, I think that, you know, once we start to see integration in these types of systems and telemetry get, you know, ironed out a little better, I know it's very close and I know some folks have it working, but we need to see those things get easier to accomplish and we need better documentation, you know, videos, manuals. Um, once we see all that stuff, I think FR Sky is going to take a bigger chunk out of the market. So, you know, right now yeah. they're working on all the things, building all the functionality. When they start getting some people behind it, releasing content on it and explaining how to do it all, I think, you know, they really can take a big chunk away. Uh, so, And I agree with Scott, definitely from Spectrum as well. As everyone has heard when me, Nick, and Rob did our podcast, they know... You all know that I already fly a lot of FR Sky stuff right. and a lot of really expensive stuff. I fly FR Sky in all of the jets that we have. And yeah. the power that it gives you with the less confusion, even though it is still open source, if you compare it to a jetty, it's easier, way easier. And that just means a lot when it comes to a person's mindset of sitting down and trying to learn something, because not everybody right. has the patience that some people do when it comes to learning the radio interface and everything like that. So I, I think FR Sky is definitely going to come in probably pretty big in the next coming year. Sometimes it's not about making a product better. It's about making it more user-friendly, uh, meaning it doesn't get faster, it doesn't get stronger. 
but it just becomes you know easier and more enjoyable to work with. So the, the thing I think we're going to see next year is a full-size programmable servo that also has a removable servo lead. I don't know. I've said it. Scott said it. You know, plenty of other folks have said that, you know, whoever does this is really going to gain a lot of market share in the servo market. I think programmable servos have made a big impact in the past year. People are big fans. Everybody, including me, has loved expert servos with their removable servo leads that you get three different lengths with in the box. It just cleans up your wiring, makes everything super easy, makes maintenance super easy. I know there's a few manufacturers talking about it, hopefully working on it. So hopefully we'll see one of those next year. That would be pretty cool. Uh, I don't, I'm not as optimistic on the, I don't know. I Look, I don't deny the ease. Like, cause, and, and again, I have no, I don't think I have any need to worry about going to a 760 servo. But I do think that, um, I don't know, the, I, it was nice because I did get some torque servos with T-Box. And it was nice to be able to, to get those centers. This is totally going to be taken wrong, but I kind of feel like it's a bit faddish to me. It's like a fad. You know, I don't know that it's going to stick. I'm sure it is, but I don't think it's going to be as big as, I just don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. I, I don't think it's going to be a, a game changer. You sound like for everyone have, about the internet in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> what internet? What are you talking about? For me, it's just become part of my workflow. Like, I don't yeah. buy any more servos that are not programmable. Yeah, it's just part okay. of how I build and set up a heli. And I'm not saying it's for everyone or it's the only way to go, but I just dig it. I like it. I don't know. I Look, I, I did use it, and it was convenient, but it's certainly not going to dictate what servos I buy. Now, I don't have a problem with the Torx servos, and I, I, in fact, I bought a couple sets of them, and I'll, you know, uh, but I'm not going to buy them just because... I have the T-Box moving forward. Right. But, you know, you're right. Maybe, you know, fuck the internet. <laughs> it's bad, man. It's passing. No I one's going to use it for yeah, anything. Short, short form video is just a fad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that here for like the seven, you had mentioned like the, um, for like the 760 versus 1520. I think that really the, the only time that's going to really start to matter a ton is when we see a really marked difference in the perceptible flight characteristics between running an FBL unit on on 760 versus not. You know what I'm saying? Um, as, as I see it from the outside looking in, I'm not seeing a huge amount of energy devoted to talking about how much greater the control response or the control loop is at 760 that it's such a such a requirement, you know, that's a required upgrade or anything yet. And maybe that will get there. Maybe if all the, if everybody's running cyclic servos at that speed and people start tweaking the software because the servos can handle that change in direction that much faster, then we'll probably start to see some things change, right? I don't know. I think it's a price thing that are keeping people out of experiencing that because a lot of people say, oh, I don't think it makes a difference. It doesn't seem to make, you know, ask anybody that's tried it. They, anyone that's bolted on a 760R to their helicopter and programmed their servos at 760 microsecond and flown it. Every single person I've talked to says, yeah, it makes a big difference. But, you know, up until this year, it was $250 servos. It was a $300 fly barless and like a, I don't know, yeah. $1,600 to maybe $3,000 radio if you go Futaba. Like, it was the only platform that really supported it well uh, that was 
decently priced. I mean, you could argue that, yeah, the Spirit did it and the Icon did it, but I don't believe they do it at the correct frequencies. I think Icon might. I might be wrong there, but Spirit definitely didn't. But it was yeah. just really hard to experience it without a drastic change in what you're doing and investing a ton of money and making it happen. So I think, I think as this price point comes down, more people are going to try it and they're going to go, holy shit, this does make a really big difference. And I, I honestly think that everyone can notice. It's not like you need to be that top 5% kind of pilot thing to notice the difference. It's the way the helicopter stabilizes it is what you feel. Like when you, you finish doing a maneuver and it's just totally steady, I think that's what everyone can, can okay. uh, appreciate, you know? Yeah. Right. What is, the, what, what is, is it significant in, in its control loop speed? Like, can, do, do it, can we quantify it? Is it, uh, is it a hundred milliseconds? Is it five milliseconds? Is it, you know, do we know? What, what do you mean? Well, there's, okay, so it's faster. Can we quantify the speed? I mean, minus so the words, specs on the box for the servo. I mean, that's the arm speed, right? Yeah, the hertz, as it relates to the control loop, yeah, I think that's what the question you're asking. Like, how much faster is that stop or that start? In well, there's certain, you know, there, you know, humans can only perceive the perception of, of like things processing something. is pretty low, uh, you know, or, or pretty high in, re in relation, I guess, is the better way to say it. What you're um, saying, yeah. But that's what and, everyone gets hung up on. They're like, oh, humans can't sense that quick, so it doesn't matter. I suppose it's but not it's, about the human, it's about the machine at this point. Exactly. It's how stable yes. the helicopter is before it gets out of shape. It fixes problems before we even notice it's got problems as far as stability. Okay. Yeah, I, I think no, the I'm new not, I'm not, dude, be, I'm not arguing against it. I'm just, I'm just looking at, it, it's like, uh, you know, I want to understand. It's like, um, I want to, I want to understand I don't know. You've heard, like, I've, I think back to when I used to race RC cars. Like, I've had people tell me, uh, and I know that, that serious racers can tell the difference, right? I guess this is a bad example. But for, you know, instance, this tire versus that tire. And they're telling me, oh, this makes a huge difference. And, and I don't know, I think there's a mental aspect that you are expecting it to feel like it's making a huge difference. So you're looking at that very subjectively yeah in your determination of whether or not that's actually making a big difference right yep possibly um, well you know I, I don't know i i'm not saying it's bad or good i i just I, but i do think people are going to buy into that 760 buy into it's the wrong way to say it i didn't, I didn't mean to make it sound like yeah. it's a gimmick because it's not but <laughs> they will program i do think people like it. it's it you know kind of goes back to that when i was talking about um you know, just tell me there's an upgrade for an EO and I'm going to get it because in my mind, I'm like, I'm not flying the latest, right? I'm going to crash if I don't update. <laughs> right. So I, I just wonder, I just can't help but wonder if, if how much of that perceived improvement is really objective. So we got new NEOs coming out next year that have <laughs> faster processors on board and support mm -hmm. for 760. So if you combine a faster processor, so more times, you know, through the control loop on the hardware side with a faster responding servo, I mean, to me, although I haven't experienced it, I have to imagine that's going to be a good thing. And I really think the new NEOs are what's going to push more servo manufacturers towards, you know, wanting to be compatible with 760. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it totally makes sense. All right. For sure. Yeah. And if you think about it this way, if a normal servo is doing 333 hertz update, 
and the new ones are somewhere in the ballpark of 500, give or take. It's 167 more corrections every single second with that new setup. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. And, and faster. I know with the tail servos, when everybody was able to start going 760 on that, there, I, to be fair, there was a marked improvement now that I you know, dust off my memory here. So makes total sense. So here's, here's a question to dovetail off of that then. So do we predict? I'd like to, I'm hopeful I can't predict, but I'm hopeful that there's a sub $100 760 servo by the end of the year. Done. Done? Torques. Oh, oh for okay. sure. 100%. Yep. Yep. They're 99 bucks. 99 bucks. Well, all right. Well, we're getting there. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's sub 100. <laughs> so how about the sub 100 set? Hmm. Oh, God. Maybe That's maybe give good. it a couple I don't of years. I <laughs> <laughs> it's like those high-tech servos you used to get for the old T-Rex 450s. <laughs> That's about hey, all you're getting. Now, dude, my Hyperion servos, when that brand came out, they were like a silent killer. Lots of people would fly them, swear by them. They were so fucking good, and they were easily a third of the price of everything else that was out there that was actually not quite as good. But nobody wanted to, nobody wanted to say that because they didn't want to be the guy that spent 40 bucks on their servos. You know, They had to be the guy, oh, look, you got the newest, hottest thing. What the hell are those? Are they even any good? Yeah, check the specs. Watch me fly it. Holy shit, really? You know? So, dude, come on. Somebody's got to be able to low, low buck that and not skimp on the quality because other companies do it all the time. Yeah, I used to have those. I used to fly those Hyperion servos back in the way back in the day. Yeah, yeah. So at that time, they were doing the, they were doing the thing that I'm talking about. Yeah, they were like 44 bucks a piece. Yeah, I'm, you know, look, I, I, don't, uh, I don't doubt that it's obviously better anytime you can increase the processing power increase the refresh rates uh, you know the the electronics themselves are doing less work there's more headroom things are are easier and better right i get that it would be nice to see some kind of objective data that can show me that it, you know what percent what's the percentage of improvement you know and it's per, it's your perception of it, I guess. And if you if you see it, you're going to see it. And if you if you want to be kind of a negative nilly right now, then you're going to be you're going to you know you're going to be less inclined to to buy into that. But it is what it is. Anything else, Nick? Uh, yeah, I think we're going to see a couple more helicopters next year from Goose Guy. For sure, I think uh, they're probably going to release Excellent. something, and I've I have no inside information here at all. I'm just guessing. Uh, I think they're going to release something similar to the size of the M1. And then I think something in the 450 to 500 size. So curious yeah, to see buddy. what they do there, whether they go direct drive, uh, at least on the larger one or what they do there. But uh, they've certainly come out like gangbusters. So looking forward to see what they're up to next year. If they don't call right. that the Gusquito. I'm going to be upset with their marketing department. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I yeah. Oh, nice. I fly the Gusquito in the kitchen. Oh. Excellent. <laughs> that, uh, that would be great. Yeah. I would enjoy great. it. All right. Who wants to go next? I'll, I'll take a stab. All right. Um, my first guess is I think SAB is going to launch another color scheme 
from their current lineup. <laughs> That's a sick bet. Oh, you're really having a I win mean, here. Yeah, Are you I sure you want to go there? Get one in. Yep, I want to get one in for sure. Uh, I'm probably going to buy it because I'm that guy. Um, what else are we going to say? Uh, I'm going to guess that the Oxy 7 is going to come out, that, that Flash, finally, despite all of Devin's efforts to crash all of the prototypes. Whoa, wait a second. <laughs> That's right, Devin. Hey, stop doing that. We're looking at you, buddy. That was an yeah. accident. Ah, uh, right. That's what they always say. So, so were you. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> that just happened, Devin. That's all right. Go back on mute. Um, <laughs> what about the other Oxy? <laughs> what about the other Oxy he- Heli, Devin, that was spoken about? They were going to release the Flash and one other big helicopter. I'm going to tell us something. What are they doing? The Oxy 8 Meg. <laughs> no, not that I know of currently. As far as I know of, as next year, you should expect the Flash. That's what, what I would say. What do they tell. call it? Public indecency? What? <laughs> are they going to redo the canopy or release that, like, I don't know, graffiti-esque Flash canopy? What, the current one? Yeah. Please as far as I know, as far as I know that that's the canopy design, I haven't had one personally. I don't, I don't know in that aspect, but from what I understand, that will be the flash canopy as of right now. I don't, there may be new information of going through different designs, but that should be the canopy that everyone expects as of right now. Get him to make a light tan colored one and call it the streak. <laughs> I don't no know about everyone ex- rocking the streak. I don't know about everyone expecting that canopy, Devin. Personally, if I buy one, I expect a canopy with your face right in the front. If that My came face? out, like yeah, that, yeah. I would buy one. Just a big old Devin right in the front of the canopy, just <laughs> smacking right Wait, on it. Is that what everyone's around the clock? Can we is get a picture of Dan incorrectly plugging his battery in? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we go back to this highlight of 2022. Dan playing in a battery. Highlight of 2022. <laughs> Plug in a battery wrong. We're going to live that one down. Oh, predictions. Dan's going to somehow shore out a fuel helicopter. That's right. <laughs> He's going to start it backwards and fly it. Yeah. <laughs> what else are we going to say? I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess Nitro is going to make a little bit of a, a resurgence this year. I feel like people got a little pent up with some electric models in the past couple of years. Nitro's been very expensive. But the more people I talk to, the more people are saying, you know what? It may be expensive, but it's worth it. God, I hope so. Going to get a couple more people going that way, yeah. I hope so. I don't see it, but I hope so. Yeah. What do we think think SAB is going to do next year? They're going to release the model every Wednesday now instead of Thursday. Well, what are they going to do? They're going to do a new color scheme and call it a new heli. I honestly don't know. I used to have a decent pulse on kind of things that were going on in that camp, but I, what, what can, can you do? They've got to launch something new, I guess. I mean, they've done the 420. Maybe they'll do a 380 version of that. They're going to do a gasser yeah, just for you, Nick. Could be a new 380. <laughs> I think there's going to be a new full fuselage 700 from SAB. Something Kraken-esque, but new. Mm, but they okay. just came out with the, what, last year they came out with the, what, the robo-drone that they called it. I forget. Oh, the Maverick. Maverick. The Maverick, yeah. They just came out with the Maverick, which was full fuselage, wasn't it? It was an 800, though. I don't think that's a (laughs) robo-drone. Yeah. No, that's what they call them, robo-drone. Oh, really? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't know what they're going to do. You make a point because they kind of did the Kraken S to update the Kraken that they basically just wanted to make the same transmission across the board for all their helicopters. So they updated the Kraken so they could discontinue the old trends. Um, but I feel like it was like a patch fix. Maybe they're going to go through and fully update it. I don't know. One thing I'd love to see, I'd love to see some injection molded skids that fit right on the raw. Like I get it. They do the injection molded lightweight ones, but I want the full strength injection molded ones that are the right width without spacers. That would be so perfect. Nice. Seems like a low hanging be... fruit ask there. I don't know. Injection molded stuff is so expensive. What yes. is it that, uh, Mr. Random Ray says it's the price of a, uh, a small Korean car <laughs> with every mold they make. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, quite literally. Yeah. yeah. So SAB, buy us a Daewoo and give us some skids that fit that are full strength because I love the way the, the lightweight ones fit, but I break them all the time. So I never run them. I get tired of it. Give us some beef on the feet. The beef on the feet. <laughs> Maybe they'll come. Maybe they're hiding because they're going to come out with like a Kraken SE in all plastic. Oh my god! I would kill for like you, you hit the nail on the head with like an SE line or like a cheaper line. Yeah. Could you yeah, imagine sure. they need to they need to bring back the Black Thunder and the Black Nitro, those two models, and just keep them as budget helicopters? There's That's nothing true. wrong Didn't with them. Like a, yeah, yeah, like the Sport, the sport line. line. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They were the same price as um, what do you call them? Spectres. Like it was a dollar cheaper than a Spectre 700 for a Black Thunder. Mm. Uh, I don't know why they wouldn't keep doing that. It was putting a hurting on them and it was so yeah. nice of a deal. And then they just discontinued it for the Kraken. Don't get me wrong. The Kraken's nice, but Black Thunder, Black Nitro works of our best helicopters I've ever owned. I love them. Bring them back. Come on, SAB. Make us the <laughs> SE. Something like it reboot a heli design from the past like an updated black nitro yeah i would love that tell us how you really feel I do. dude i've never owned those <laughs> <a lot of laughs> nitros, but people people love their black thunders and black nitros like i feel like every podcast interview i listen to from someone who's been in the hobby for a long time they say favorite helicopter and they're like oh i gotta give it to the black nitro or the black thunder yeah tons of guys hands down favorite nitro it wasn't the lightest it wasn't the fastest but it was the easiest to maintain and it was like a tank you could beat the shit out of it and it would just keep going yeah I remember maybe that's that why they stopped people weren't buying shit i mean you still had to buy you know booms and skids and things and you know yeah, fit, that, tail yeah. fins oh my god tail fins all of them yeah. but the important meat and potatoes of that helicopter tank Unless you give it to Kevin McGrady, then he can get a couple fights in and bend <laughs> the upper plate. I've never seen anything that aggressive before. <laughs> Poor helicopter. Yeah, all there's right. one is man that, that does it right, Kevin. Is, yeah. is that uh, is that all you got, Scott? I mean, I think so. I, I don't uh-huh. have a whole lot of uh, like industry insight at the moment of what kind of might happen, but. I feel That's like people are get, still going to fight over winter and then February, March is going to roll around. People start being nice to each other again. And then it'll start again in November. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Hell yeah. How about you, Devin? Oh, well, for next year, I know 
when we came in, out of COVID this year, the the amount of people at Fun Flies was through the roof, and it was a great time, a great time. But as we've stepped back, it, they're starting to get light. I would love to see Fun Flies step up a little bit more with attendance again because it was so much fun. There were so yeah, many people there from everywhere, and it was great. But yeah, I want to get some dates and start like reserving my time off at work now so that I have that time off for various fun flies. Get out and go do that shit. I'd love for you to come to an East Coast event. Yeah. Yeah, see, for sure. Is that all you got? When it comes down to the heli side, I the industry side, I'm, I'm not very good at predicting anything. I mean... I stole his only news. I talked about the flash and that was it. Yeah, you stole stole Oxy from me, you know. I don't know. We all know about in the future with XL Power and the Nitro that they're working on now, but that's kind of current news, even though it probably won't be released until next year. So that's basically it for me. All right. How about you, Rob? Uh, My predictions for the future are peace and harmony amongst heli and plane flyers, um, no short circuits of Dreamer. batteries above three cells. Um, and uh, But no, for on the real though, I think that next year is going to be the year of open source um, from the transmitting side and the control unit side. Um, ELRS has already hopped into the plane world pretty deep, you know, and a lot of guys trust that protocol on their planes and stuff, you know, so I'm super stoked to try it on a helicopter. It just, I've been busy doing other shit with my stuff, but at some point here, uh, I want to, I want to put it something together, kind of like Nick Musco is doing, um, with the rotor flight and the FPL units. And I'm, I predict that at some point next year, um, probably by spring or summer, somebody's going to be offering a open source FPL unit based on a beta flight based controller, you know, that's been reflashed to rotor flight. And then you'll be able to go to somebody's website and buy one and install it and then just go through the wizard kind of like folks started to, that was really when it opened up in the drone world was when folks could just go and click the buy button and then plug it in and flash the firmware and then walk through the steps and watch a YouTube video. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's, that's coming quick. You know what I'm saying? I'm already seeing some rotor flight YouTube videos. It's like German and you can't really understand what's going on because it's super new but I predict by mid-year next year, we're going to see a ton of that shit. So um, as far as like the birds themselves, I don't know, you know, um, maybe we'll see some more steam behind like the steam line or other, um, you know, mid-market kind of helicopter brands, you know, that kind of stuff. That'd be cool to see. Um, just kind of broaden, they kind of stretch out that, that curve as it were. So Nice. Yeah. Yeah, man. Those are my predictions. At least that's that's for sure where I'm headed, and I predict that the industry will provide for me what I need when it's time. Nice. Oh, I I missed one by the way. Okay. There's going to be a TB60. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's a safe that. bet. Or 55. Yeah. Yep. Huh. Yeah, I think that's a safe bet. I missed one too, actually. I, and maybe if I say it, it'll it'll come true. I think Vincent and Ego Drift is is going to hand me the the first batch of Ego Drift ESCs to play with and test, or maybe they'll be released this year. I don't know. I got no inside info there, but uh, 
that's just wishful thinking. I hope that uh, those will come to fruition next year. I predict that it's going to happen for sure. That'd be sweet. Sounds good. So guys, we're going to talk a little bit about kind of highlights of this year. Uh, things, you know, the, the personal highlights, like what, you know, what, what happened during this flying season uh, that sticks out, some things that you were glad to see happen and all that good stuff. Who would like to go first on this one? How about you, Scott? What, what, uh, what about 2022 really stuck out for you? 2022 was a rough year for me. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. I, I quit in February, remember, and decided I was done with helicopters. Then I came back in, what, March or April? Uh, I am happy that, you know, everything seemed to realign with my value in the hobby and what I think I value in it, I guess I should say. Like, I, I got like a mental redirection of this is what I want out of it. This is what I'm going to put into it. And this is how important it's going to be in my life. And that was a pretty big accomplishment for me because I tend to go too hard into things and let things impact my life a little too much emotionally and time-wise and however you want to split it. But I'm really happy this year that I found a pretty decent balance with the hobby. Still love it. Helicopters have always been my jam, but I feel like I've learned how to step back a little bit, still enjoy it, and then jump back in for events and stuff and, and kind of keep it healthy. And balance that out with other interests as well as you've been doing, which is, I think, the healthy way to look at it, to be honest with you. And, yeah. You know, unless, you know, you have 10 or 12 cars sitting right there right now. <laughs> no, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I, don't but... about. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Just no, spread it out one. a little bit. Yeah, I, I was too much. I have people that knew me in 218, 219. It was my life, every bit of my life. And I right. ate, sleep, and dreamed that constantly, so. Yeah. So what about what about things that happened uh, in the hobby itself that you were glad to see or something? Did anything memorable happen this year? Not necessarily with you personally, but uh, within the hobby or some events you went to, something you saw, witnessed, did all that good stuff. Anything exciting happened there? I don't remember any events that happened to RCHO that night, sir. Oh, I wasn't. I was <laughs> just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was going to glaze over that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember any of that. Uh, that didn't happen this year. Um, Heli Extravaganza, that was probably the highlight of my year. Awesome nice. event. I think we stayed up way too late. I'm so thrilled that it was ran so well. This was the first year that it was handed over from the people that were running it before. Um, I think it was given to the RCHO people to kind of handle and, and manage, and they did a phenomenal job and they didn't, you know, it wasn't like the normal RCHO kind of events. It wasn't as crazy as what we do out there. Um, it was like a normal event. It was fantastic, but it still had a little bit more of a relaxed, fun feel. And I really hope they keep that up because that, that I feel like was the, the feather in the cap of 2020 for events. Where was that at? Uh, a place called Triple Tree Aerodrome. Okay, uh, that's right. In, yes. Yeah. You went to that, Nick, didn't you? Yeah. I did. Yeah. I, yeah. It was a bit of a cluster for me because I brought the kids and that was a fun. Right. But. <laughs> well, now you got the car. You, you'll have something for them to do. <laughs> I next hope time. so. They're going to need a <laughs> boat. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm going to end up with yeah. like a car trip full of things to distract them so I can fly. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Got to get a bigger vehicle. It is a great event, though. I do hope to go next year as well. Nice. Yep. Another highlight of 2022 was uh, jumping onto this podcast. Aww. Fantastic podcast. I really enjoy it. The whole weekly show thing is more my 
my jam. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not good with scheduling and time and stuff. And whenever something doesn't happen every week, I forget it exists until like the day before. <laughs> so at least when it's every week, I'm like, right, Monday, Mondays mean this. Cool. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I like the consistency of it as well. It's yeah. Nice. It makes it a little easier. I, yeah. I don't know why it sounds silly, but it really is a little easier. Cool beans. Yeah. How about you, Nick? Highlights of 2022. For me personally, um, it's kind of a big year in the hobby for me. You know, I joined the Heli Direct team, Ego Drift, uh, and this podcast. Um, I kind of discovered my niche in the hobby, like doing build videos and really, you know, elevating my game as far as the go, whether it was purchasing new cameras or, you know, other things or just learning how to do one and edit and I don't know. It was kind of a fun year in the hobby that there were hobbies within the hobby for me. So the Mm. podcast is a hobby and a hobby, you know, build videos are a hobby inside the hobby, um, all that stuff. And with, you know, HD and ego drift and RCHN all come communities, right. Of other people on the team and, and friends. And it's just been an awesome year as far as that goes. Like I've, I've just discovered a lot of new communities and new people. Um, that I truly enjoy hanging out with or talking with or shooting the shit with, you know, messaging about helis, talking about helis, whatever, all of it. Um, mm-hmm. It was a great year. Dragonfly was, I think, the fun fly highlight of the year for me. Um, you know, Heli X was great, but like I said, a bit of a fail for me personally. Um, but Dragonfly was awesome. I had a great time. Really enjoyed the people I hung out with. Um, it's just a great fun fly. It's one of my favorites. It has such a relaxed vibe. Uh, it's like Heliex, but just a tiny bit smaller, um, but similar crew of people. Um, and I really enjoyed that one. Uh, so kind of the, the big highlights for me, I think. And then also just getting that much closer with the Atlanta Heli crew that I discovered, you know, the year before. I, I flew solo for a really long time. So really become tight with the Atlanta Heli crew. We keep bringing new people into it. The community is really starting to thrive here which is awesome. And I super enjoy all of that. So all of these little communities, whether it's Atlanta or teams or the podcast, I don't know that that's what drives me and, and keeps me interested. And, you know, I don't know. Right. It just brings me joy in the hobby. Excellent. How about you, Devin? Number one, RCHNV3. I enjoy every bit of it. It's awesome. The community is great. One of the best events this year, I say was def. Um, with Scott was Heli Extravaganza. Well, a lot of fun, really laid back, had a great time, threw down some flights, had a lot of fun. And then another thing that I don't expect and that kind of felt awesome is to go to another fun fly and have another person doing a move that I have done before. <clears throat> Scott. Yeah, uh, buddy. <laughs> He saw me do a move and he goes, that's fucking awesome. And the next time I see it, he's doing it better than I'm capable of doing it. So, um, yeah, <laughs> that's a lie. That's a lie. <laughs> no, it's been an awesome year of just getting to spend time with friends. And of course, getting to meet Nick at Heli Extravaganza as well. I did a lot of traveling this year, all the way from Florida. Didn't go to Urcha this year, but. You are usually from Florida to all the way out to Indiana is where I travel this year. I hit up a couple of different events and I had the time of my life and it was a great time. I really can't complain at all. Excellent. Rob. What's up? 
Tell me about your 2022. That's kind of lame. Yeah. I don't, have, I don't know. So my 2022 is, uh, it's like um, I woke up out of a darkness that I didn't even realize I was in, in almost all parts, right? So here's what I mean by that. Like at the beginning of the year, I'm just trudging along. You know how life's habits just kind of just go, they just run, right? You just life, you get into various ruts and you just exist in a particular way. And uh, me and my two kids, uh, we were living in this little, oh God, it must've been like maybe a thousand square feet, maybe for the whole thing. And then a garage on, on the property and stuff. But, um, not shitting you. Like four days after April 1st, I had to do a double check to make sure did they, is this a joke that it actually send on the first and I just noticed it on the fourth. But no, my landladies send me a letter that says, okay, so you got to leave in three months because we're going to sell the house. Sorry. And this is at a time, you know, where you're hearing a lot of this kind of stuff on the news and shit. And I'm sitting back silently on my couch going, just got to keep my head down and hopefully, you know, everything will be fine. Well, it wasn't. And I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? And <laughs> so it, at that moment, my whole universe was imploding, you know? Um, but, you know, I... I wear my big boy pants pretty well, I think, you know, and so I just tightened up the belt, just one loop there. And I just leaned into that whole situation. And it was a transformative experience, guys. I tell you what, you know, I, um, uh, the guy that helped me out, my real estate agent helped me find this awesome property. I bought a house. Um, this is actually my first house out of, uh, a failed attempt back, uh, when I was married in a past life before I met Dan originally, when I met Dan originally, and we lost our house uh, after the housing crash. And so I'm back at it again. Now I have this house and a property with an extra lot. And like clockwork, out of the darkness of my helly memories, Dan sends me a text message. Hey, I'm thinking about starting a show. What do you think about that? And I'm like, because I, I've been thinking about it a lot. I tell him, I think about it often, Dan. And the rest is history, Right. So it, being a part of the the show has just been a great addition, you know, to my life because I'm a really, I feel like I'm a pretty expressive kind of person. And for the longest time, I retooled all of my efforts into growing really strong mind and strong willed humans, right? Well-built daughter and son. And I haven't been able to have a release of expression and, and my nerdiness and just my something for me. And, and um, uh, Earlier, Scott, you had mentioned about um, coming back in. You were kind of uh, coming to grips with the what what level of healthiness am I interacting with the hobby? And in the past, I I was getting to a place where it started to become it, it was it was too big of a piece of my plate. It was uh, I don't know. I was putting other things aside that I shouldn't have been back then. And it's awesome to see that that a wholly different synergy now. Um, so, you know, me, I'm kind of that holistic, um, hippie kind of guy, like Dan says, you know, and the energy is all completely right. And I think a big part of that is Dan, you just out of nowhere and you were trying to surprise me. And I know there was just little shipping hiccups and stuff like that, but you sent me the T-Rex 500 and the 600, um, stuff to put them together. I mean, when I came into this and you told me, let's do this, I'm like, okay, shit, I got to blow the dust off my Gowie X5 and go buy a battery pack and, I don't even know if I can put the Gowie 200 in the air. And I'm like, uh, but I want to make this work. And dude, you shot me out and into the air like a rocket with those two. And then 
our pal James Cadiz, just out of the kindness of his own heart, you know, did the same thing with the the SAB 570 and the Oxy 2. And I tell you what, guys, it was it was like this. You know, every man's got his work that he has to do and his kingdom that he's building, but he also has his reprieve that he gets to have for himself is just respite, right? You guys in this hobby uh, have allowed me to just jump in, just plug my nose and just fully submerge myself in it. And then when I climb out, my family is right there and um, all all the beats are being hit. You know what I'm saying? So I couldn't ask for anything more uh, except for, uh, just more and better of this next year, you know, and to get to see you guys in person, you know, I, I feel like I've got a pretty good uh, mental picture of everybody. I've only seen y'all in two dimensions, but I feel like I know you like we're all sitting together. Right. And I think that's the awesome thing about how how this podcast comes out. You know what I mean? It's just great. That's my 2022 in a nutshell. It just went from this, like I said at the beginning, this unbeknownst to me, this this lull of not really necessarily darkness, but just this blandness going on in my life. Just no activity to this explosion of activity all all around, everywhere, you know. Um, and I'm grateful for all of that. And I'm grateful for you guys. So No, it's um, gonna be tough to it's gonna be tough to, fucking, to, go, to go after that one. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. Yes, buddies. RCHN for life for sure. No, I um Mine is similar, and, and it's kind of a, much like yours, Rob, it's kind of a culmination of lots of different things that have kind of worked its way into, you know, what 2022, at least from the hobby side of things, has ended up being for me. I mean, a lot of the listeners that remember me from years ago, and, uh, you know, I was pretty much a hermit at most of my, you know, for years after I first got injured and pretty much resigned uh, you know, this, I, I, I'm not going to repeat the story. It's out there. I've told it many, many times why I got into RC helicopters. And, and um, so, you know, you fast forward, obviously I got married. That's a big, big change for me. Uh, moved out of Montana. That was a big change for me. But um, in particular this year, you know, Rob mentioned that I got in touch with him and, you know, I got in touch with Nick and then Devin and then eventually Scott my highlights for this year kind of trickle into probably two or three different things. One of them, the first one from, it wasn't even an event. It was, uh, I went to Fredericksburg and I met with Steve, uh, Yoon and, and, uh, Cliff Lewis was there. And a couple of those guys after I put back together the 570, uh, I was having them just have someone that, you know, cause I hadn't flown for, a long, long time. I mean, six, five, six years. So I was going to have Steve look it over. And that was a pretty monumental, I know it was, it was just a pretty casual get together. There weren't many people there, but uh, Steve was uh, a person in the hobby that I had a connection with because I knew him from back when I was in the hobby before. And, and, the idea that I was able to go hang out with him and just have him look over my helis was, you know, kind of inconsequential. But at the same time, it was this pretty pivotal, pivotal moment in the hobby for me this year, right? Uh, I was able to reconnect with a personality because I didn't really, I'd never met Steve before. 
Um, I talked to him many times in the past. I was on his show a few times over the years. But it was nice to be able to kind of make that connection, hang out with him, and just kind of start to understand that that connection that you have with people who you may have never met, but know. And there's a lot of that type of connection in the hobby, right? It seems every all of us have those connections. It's like people we've been talking to on Facebook or whatever, however we know them. And we've become, you know, relatively good friends with them. And then then you get a chance to finally meet them. That was one event. The next event was the free fall pod or the not the podcast, but the show or the uh, fun fly where I got to meet Devin. Uh, that was a uh, a pretty big moment because I was able to kind of hang out with him and his dad and was pretty impressed with Devin. Um, not only his flying, but just the way he handled himself. And that was a good night. It was just one of those memorable nights um, when, you know, and of course my wife's coming out to these events with me, which by the way is a big part of my hobby. Uh, unbelievably supportive as everybody <laughs> has heard over over the last few months, right? Pretty big moment um, in the hobby. Just her support, going down to meet Steve, going up to meet uh, Devin. And then the next event would have been when I was able to meet Nick and Scott down in North Carolina uh, at that event. Not, you know, it was a fun event. I got to hang out with him and Sean from Heli Direct and, and um, just to kind of make some of those personal connections that you, I guess, solidify those connections. You, you guys know what I'm saying. I mean, you've talked to him, you know him. You know, we'd been doing the show for a little bit. Those moments this year are pretty impactful. And then, of course, uh, on top of that, obviously, the rebirth of RCHN V3, which is that kind of the pivotable, piv God damn it, why can't I say that word? <laughs> pivotable. Pivotable. <laughs> That was the moment, you know, that's the moment, the rebirth of RCHN, but all these other moments played a pretty big key role into that. And one thing that I don't, I've, I've talked to Rob about this personally, but we've, the opportunity to reach, you know, Rob is one of the originals of RCHN from way, way back in the day, 2010, 2011. I can't remember what year it was, 2010, yeah, I think ago. it was. And to have him be in a place, to have Rob be in a place where he could, because he left RCHN, you know, because of what was happening in his life at a moment where it was unfortunate because a lot of the groundwork, a lot of the foundation of what RCHN was to become had been laid, but hadn't really been experienced yet. You know, the the kind of the fruits of those labors and all those decisions and all that hard work that went in to create what RCHN had become and to have the ability for Rob to come back and, you know, re-experience that and live through those moments again and then on to what RCHN will do in the future uh, is pretty, it, it, it's, um, it's pretty important. It was pretty important to me. And I was really happy that Rob was in a place where that could happen. Uh, those are the big events for 2022 that really kind of stick out for me. There's been many, 
you know, other things that have happened and, and, and from the hobby side, that's, that's super important, all those events, but from a personal, like my world side, you know, uh, Elaine's support, uh, has just been phenomenal and I can't, I just, dude, I remember, <laughs> you know, I, without divulging too much information, I just remember some of the guys in the version two show really trying to walk that line between the hobby and packages coming in and, oh my God, what are you doing? Buying another heli and, and dealing with family and wife <laughs> issues, you know, I don't have to deal with that. And it's, it's a, it's a pretty remarkable, I think, place to be. Um, she's 100% supportive of this because she knows how much it means to me, right? She sees how much work is, goes into it. And um, that's, you know, between the podcast, getting the chance to meet you guys in person. I, I'm really looking forward to getting to meet Rob in person. I, all these years, we've known each other and have spent countless hours recording shows talking and and trying to figure out what it means to do a podcast countless countless hours yeah. um i mean from the with no idea what we were doing nothing no clue right no, no, no idea just pulling it out of our ass exactly sure. i mean from the technical side of it to the how do we grow it side of it to this that and the other it's going to be great rob when you and i finally get a chance to hang out at a fun fly i'm really looking forward to that but Fuck yeah um, dan you're my best friend. You're my best friend, heli friend. And through those <laughs> things back then, it's how that happened, I think. And other conversations yeah. you and I used to have outside the hobby. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'm so yeah, I mean, glad we, that we're together again. It's so yeah, awesome. Yeah, because we did. We spent a lot of time talking outside of the podcast. Like we were, um, you know, we were constantly in communication with each other about what was happening in our personal lives, right? That kind of stuff. But yeah. No, I'm I'm really looking forward to what 2023 is going to bring. I'm pretty excited about some ideas that we've got for the podcast um, um, moving forward. I'd like to see, you know, just kind of throwing a few things out there. We're going to talk more about this next week. Uh, I would love to see a live show coming out where we can have interactive uh, listeners that can ask real-time questions, both through audio and typing, like a chat type interface. Yeah, like a call-in line. Yeah. Right. Um, more regular. I don't know. You know, we're, we just kind of started talking about that, and I just mentioned it to the guys, I think, this week. And I've been kind of looking into the nuts and bolts of how to make that work. And it looks like it's not going to be too hard. But, uh, you know, just lots of cool things like that. And uh, kind of starting to get the local side of things more more involved, that kind of stuff. But... Anybody else have anything they want to add before we close this one out? <clears throat> Hellies are better than cars. That's probably a true statement. Cars are pretty cool. Only if you got 12 of them. <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> we we need the group judge picture Scott. of all your cars. Yeah, line them all up, man. Come on. I, I can see do that. Do you want all the lineup of all the paint I got too and all the spray guns? And oh, like, yeah. All yeah, of it. Yeah. I go off the deep end with everything. You should see all the bikes I had at one point. Oh, my God. I can only imagine. (laughs) Now, that's expensive. Yeah. There was 10 bicycles in my living room once. Oh, jeez. Wow. Not even shitting you. Yeah. Dang. Yep. 
We go hard everywhere. You we can go. only ride one at a time, though, right? Yeah, but they all do different things. Oh, they do different things. Did you yeah. have one of those bikes that don't have brakes and like, yeah, you? It's like it, it, as fast as you were going. That's how fast the crank was going. Yeah, there's one behind me right now on the wall in black. Uh-huh. It's just those are like death trips. Big scare bike. There's so yeah, much fun. That's my, my favorite. Like freestyle, right? Like flat ground and shit. No, no, no. Those are no, those. Dude. They, they do that, but those are close ratio, like one to one for stunts. Like, there's everyone's seen that video of that blonde chick that rides amazing stunts in a like a I don't know in an inside building or whatever. Yeah. But these are yeah. fixed gear, so they're geared like a road bike, and your feet literally can't stop turning, and you got no brakes. You just gotta try and resist pedaling, or you could do this little like bump skid thing, and uh, yeah, it's fun as shit. Just seems dangerous. I used to work with a guy at Skyfish that would ride his bike into work uh, three miles in town. Three miles. Um, well, in town. I, I just, I, no brakes. I'm like, dude, what are, you, what are you thinking? Like, hey, it's not that big a deal. I'm like, okay, yeah. no brakes. Nothing. Don't screw up. Yeah. That's uh, a block. It's too far on a bike without brakes for me, dude. I, I just wouldn't. <laughs> so, yeah, three miles seemed pretty goddamn impressive to me. Does that mean you could do half a block? I don't. Yeah, I could, I guess, if you got something soft for me to crash into. How am I going to stop it? It's not that crazy. Like, the pedals can't coast, so you pedal less and you go slower. But what like, if you're going downhill? If it's aggressive enough, then you got to make sure you lean way over the front bars, stop the rear wheel, and start skidding it. It's just crazy. <laughs> it's just crazy to me. Why don't you take, you should take the brakes off your car and just use your transmission to keep yourself. Like, you could do that. That's a manual. Yeah. 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 Still have brakes on it like 50,000 miles. That's the Jake uh, brake, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Jake and why has he got such bad gas? Dude, I bet Jake got in a lot of trouble back in the day by his foreman. He's like, Jake, stop doing that to the transmission. <laughs> Damn it, Jake. Like, it works better. <laughs> Everyone at the truck stop, they just hear that in the distance. <laughs> oh, fucking Jake again. Yeah, yeah. Comes Jake. Son it, of a it's bitch. just him with his mouth, you know, going down a shit. <laughs> the bullhorn. He's he had a really bad stutter. <laughs> he was just trying to say stop. <laughs> okay guys we're gonna wrap this one up Devin if I wanted to get in touch with you how would I do that you can hit me up on Facebook Devin McClellan or email me at Devin at rchnv3.com how about you Scott this week just physically don't email me don't call me don't Facebook me you need me touch me touch he wants to be touched how do you want to be touched (laughs) whatever way you deem right okay so it's unlimited but is what you're saying. What about next week? If I wanted to email you, how would I do that? Next week would be Scott at rchnv3.com. <laughs> okay, but not this week. Not no this emails week. this week. It. Not reading them. All right. How about you, Nick? I like I like Scott's plan, man. Like people are trying to email, like set up work stuff this week. I'm like, no, go away. But uh, <laughs> if you want to send me an email that I might not read for a few days, <laughs> you can hit me up at nick at rchnv3.com. All right, guys, I'm Dan. You can reach me at dan at rchnv3.com. Please check out our webpage, www.rchnv3.com. Check us out on Locals if you're still inclined. And thank you, by the way, for all of the support there. Look to be doing some more stuff with Locals in the near future, hopefully. Rob, if I wanted to get in touch with you, how would I do that? Well, okay, since Scott wants to be touched and since uh, 
I'm a Trekkie. Here's what you got to do. Uh, you got to brush up on your Vulcan death grip skills and uh, get a pack of Sharpies. And then in the uh, middle of the night, what you have to do is you have to sneak up behind Scott while he's watching TV after his kids are in bed and everybody's just asleep and he's watching TV or Simon or whatever. And you got to pounce on him with the Vulcan death grip and pass him out. Just knock him out. And then you got to use the Sharpie to write your message backwards on his forehead and his cheeks and maybe parts of his chest and wherever else you deem uh, Sharpie worthy. Um, and then, you know, since the Vulcan death grip is pretty effective, um, you can go um, Sharpie the underside of all of his uh, RC car canopies that helis are cooler than cars and put those back. Um, and then when he wakes up the next morning, all his kids will laugh at him and his wife will look at him really weird. Like, are you sure you stayed home all night? Where, where, where'd you go? And then he'll go and he'll see it in the mirror and he'll realize uh, that he did get touched, but the message wasn't for him. It was for me. Um, and he'll give it to me begrudgingly. Or if you don't want to go through all that trouble or you don't like Star Trek, you like Star Wars better and you don't know how to use the force to do the same thing. Um, you can just email me at rob at rchnv3.com. Uh, hit me up on Facebook, uh, NextGenRCFB, Instagram, NextGenRC, or YouTube.com slash NextGenRC. All right, guys. Well, we sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we've enjoyed making it. Have a good week. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. First of the year. Bye. Happy uh, first of the year. God, finally, I can get back to building cars. Oh, no, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> get that compressor Aired up again, man. Got Dude, to get some paint done. It did it again when we did first. Like, yeah, when we first like said hello, this is RCHN. It started going. Brrr. I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> I went and pulled the plug. <laughs> that's nice. funny, yeah. That's, oh, that's yeah. funny, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I break wind in my compressor. Yeah. Do I have fish done? And yeah. I sprayed the painting. Push stop. I'm just waiting for something crazy to happen because as soon as I hit stop, something crazy is going to happen that I want to capture. And it's, RC you know, cars I'm, kaput, yeah? <laughs> <laughs>